we wonder where God is and why doesn't God show up in the particular way we want God to show up. We just, we wonder why the, the universe is organized the way that it is. If we want to give God some design advice about all kinds of things. Uh, and so that's a wrestle. And so, uh, you know, I think the upshot of all of this is, is that to wrestle with God, there are some significant benefits. Our wisdom is limited. God's wisdom is not limited. Uh, and God will bless us uh, for the enterprise. This is Four People with Bishop Rob Wright. Welcome to Four People with Bishop Rob Wright. I'm your host, Melissa Rao, and this is a conversation inspired by Four Faith, a weekly devotion sent out every Friday. You can find a link to this week's Four Faith and a link to subscribe in the episode's description. Hey, Bishop. <laughs> you named this week's Four Faith devotion Wrestle, based on the story of Jacob. His night-long wrestling match landed him with a broken hip, but hey, he got a cool new name. He got a cool name. <laughs> uh, I'm just wondering what impacted you most about this story that inspired your reflection. Yeah. Well, I'm always, you know, whenever I sit down, I'm thinking about the folks I get to meet and uh, who tell me that they they read, they listen to the podcast. And, you know, you, you know, a, a, a pastor's heart, you know, always means that you want to you want to try to offer folks something that helps them in the real world, you know, in the real the real ups and downs of life. And so when you read these timeless stories from the Bible through that lens, then you, you realize that uh, in Jacob, we have a, a compatriot, right? I mean, he's wrestling, we're wrestling. He's not perfect. We're not perfect. He's trying to figure out his life with God. We're trying to figure out our life with God. Sometimes amazing, you know, uh, hard to articulate stuff happens to us. Sometimes we feel changed and sometimes we feel like we have a new outlook. So I'm always looking for friends in scripture that we, uh, we can reintroduce to us. Well, after reading this week's Four Faith, one of my takeaways is that it's natural and perhaps even good to wrestle with God from time Absolutely. to time. Absolutely. So does that mean um, those who haven't wrestled with God are missing out? Ah. Well, I don't, I don't know. I, I think, um, I don't want to say what anybody's missing out because, you know, I don't want to limit God's ability to connect with all kinds of different hearts. Right. So that's the first thing I want to say, but I, I want to say that, uh, after reading the Bible a long time, I've been talking to folks a long time. We inevitably get to wrestling with God in some way, shape, form, or fashion. I think because as Isaiah said, our thoughts are not God's thoughts. Our ways are not God's ways. And wrestling is about two opposing forces trying to sort of uh, uh, have dominance over the other. And I, I think if we're honest, we, we have tried to persuade God to do things our way and to see the world our way and to, to bend to our will. I think that is true. Um, we want God to be a particular way. Uh, and, uh, and we find as we live with God, God, God is always, uh, I think, appreciative of the advice, but God has some clear ideas about how God wants to be God. And so right in there is wrestling, right? And so uh, as I say in the in meditation, uh, to wrestle with God is to be learning God, right? Uh, I, you know, I remember as a young, as a youngster wrestling with my older uncles and so on, you know, they were, they were not just trying to throw me around. They were trying to teach me something, right? About, about how to handle myself, uh, and, and those sorts of things. And I'm grateful as I look back that they, they, they were greater than me in power, 
But because they were kind and merciful to me, I learned some things about how to handle myself, et cetera. Um, and I hope that those are that's a gentleness that I passed on to people uh, who I have power over, which is to, you know, to have there's a particular way to exert power. And I think that's what's happening here, too. I mean, God is the ruler of all the world. God could crush us, right, if God wanted to crush us. So there must be something in God's heart and mind that God wants to teach us. It's something that we can know about God. So I think that's the wrestling. We wrestle with God when we're in painful situations and in our in, in, in intersections in life. We wonder where God is and why doesn't God show up in a particular way we want God to show up. Um, we, we just, we wonder why the, the universe is organized the way that it is. It, it, we want to give God some design advice about all kinds of things. Uh, and so that's a wrestle. And so, uh, you know, I think the upshot of all of this is, is that to wrestle with God, there are some significant benefits. So a real authentic life with God is being exactly who you are and taking that to who go, to, to God, God being exactly who God is. And let's see how it shakes out. I think the Bible says that when we do that with candor and, uh, and with sincerity, uh, what we end up learning is, is that God is a genius. We are not. Our wisdom is limited. God's wisdom is not limited. Uh, and God will bless us uh, for the enterprise. Mm. You know, I, I've got this image of my two dogs. I've got a one-year-old and a two-year-old uh, who are still very pup, very much puppies. <laughs> and, you know, one will instigate sometimes, then the other will instigate, and they always spar together. And I'm I'm wondering about that instigation. Yeah. You know, I wonder how often God will instigate us into a sparring match, and sometimes we miss the cue. <laughs> I think there's always a sparring match. I mean, you know, sparring, you know, using the word spar in the most sort of gentle and generative kind of way. I mean, the Bible, I mean, again, you know, we don't have to hypothesize here. I mean, scripture, we're always grounded in scripture. And so, you know, what are the stories where Jesus uh, instigates something? And then what are the stories uh, where people bring their sort of finitude, their, their finiteness, if you will, to, to Jesus and Jesus sort of, you know, uh, wrangles that around into something that is, I mean, look, think about the way that uh, people always pose questions to Jesus and think about the fact that Jesus never really answered them directly, <laughs> but always, in, always invited them into some other new thought. I mean, that's a wrestling, right? You know, who is my neighbor? You know, that lawyer said to Jesus, and then Jesus takes him on a ride and tells him a story uh, and, and demonstrates himself superior in love, mercy, and wisdom. So, yeah, I mean, I think sometimes God is inst instigating. I think that life instigates, right? I mean, I think if uh, for those of us who are, who are married or in relationship with people, I think, you know, every day trying to be kind, uh, to be generous, to be understanding, to be patient, you're wrestling with your own self, I think. Um, I, I think if you, and if you hold up for yourselves the values that Scripture commends, which is gentleness and long-suffering and uh, humility and all that sort of stuff— now you're wrestling with yourself. I think we, we can talk about wrestling with God, and we should, but some of the most significant wrestling we'll ever do, any of us, is with ourselves. Mm. All right, friends, we'll be right back after this. Hi, friends. You are hearing worship led by Jason McGee and Mass Choir at Imagine Worship NYC. Watch the premiere October 20th. Keep up with us on Instagram and Facebook at Bishop Rob Wright. And now back to four people. 
Welcome back to Four People. Uh, Bishop, you talked about blessing, you know, blessings getting named. And and I mean, Jacob, Israel gets a broken yeah. hip for crying out loud. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so tell tell me about that. Tell, tell us about what your thoughts are about the whole wrestling match and what happens after we wrestle with God. Well, I mean, you know, no cookie cutter here, but I, I think as we as we wrestle with God for understanding, for uh, enlightenment, um, some people call them breakthroughs. As we're wrestling with God, as we as we uh, go a season with God, as we attempt to stand on the promises of Scripture and live those out and try to wring a blessing. I mean, think of a think of someone wringing out a, a rag after washing a car. You know, try, if we're wringing out of our life. Uh, a blessing. Um, you know, you learn all kinds of stuff in that, in that transaction. This is what makes Christian maturity, by the way, is, is that, is that we, we have an experience of God and we live to tell the tale. Right. And so I think what Jacob gets to say, you know, after his all night wrestling match with the, uh, with the angel is he gets to say is, is that he recognizes that he cannot prevail. Right. That's number one. So that God is God, you know, through the angel and that he is not. I think that's an important lesson to learn. I think sometimes uh, we, we proceed as if we are, in fact, God and we are the center of the universe. And so we learn our limits. And, I, and to learn one's limits is to learn humility. Right. Uh, so so we, we ought not think highly, more highly of ourselves than we than we ought to. I think this is what Jacob learns. Uh, he also learns uh, something about resilience and perseverance. Right. I think he learns something about that. I think he also learns, um, you know, the genius of God, that this God is not about uh, is not a perfection God or he wouldn't have even been invited to the wrestling match. Uh, this this God is a God who meets us where we actually are, who we really are uh, and has something uh, for us to do. All of us. I mean, that's the point. Right. So he changes Jacob's name to Israel. That ends up being his blessing. And then he ends up being in a special relationship with God, right? So he has earned no distinction. He didn't go to the right school, doesn't have the right pedigree, doesn't have the right mom and daddy. He's not done anything perfectly well, right? We know that. He's sort of a deceptive kind of character, actually, right? And yet God decides to use this, this fella. So, I mean, we learn a lot of things about ourselves, but we learn something about God. And I think that's what I'm most interested in. I think we can talk a lot about going to church and we can talk a lot about reading the Bible. We can talk a lot about in the Episcopal tradition, reading the prayer book and saying the mass and the sacrament. We can do all that kind of stuff. And all of that is lovely enough. But I think what I want to know is really, what do you know about God? You know, what are the character sketches? You know, what is your character sketch of God? Who is God? Is this God a faithful God? Can you say that with your own mouth? Uh, is this God a genius God? Do you know that for yourself? Uh, is this God a gentle God in correction? Do you know it for yourself? I think this is Christian maturity for, for you and I to get to know something of God. I think Jacob walks away. He limps away. That's true. He does limp away. Uh, so he's got, a, he's got a reminder in his flesh of this encounter for the rest of his life. He limps away, but what does he know about God now? See, I think that's really the recalibration of our lives. When I know something new about God, I can live differently with God, but not only that, I can live differently with other people. Yeah. You know, I live in Southwest Florida and we were just hit pretty hard with yes. uh, Hurricane Ian. And you're right. I, I just, I, you know, life 
life can sometimes force that wrestling match. And what do we know about God going through that wrestling match of, you know, that life? Life sometimes throws you throws you unexpected curveballs, and Hurricane Ian certainly was one. And yet, on the other side of it, there is utter devastation, utter devastation. Um, people displaced from their homes, pe- homes still underwater in many areas. And yet, uh, church was incredible. <laughs> that yeah. Sunday when we couldn't even meet in our own sanctuary, we met on the beach, uh, and it was just incredible. So God is real and God can be seen. And I'm just, that's the good news. I think of all this. It is the good news. And you know, who would have said that Ian will reveal certain blessings? I mean, when you look at the devastation at Fort Myers and other places, you look at the death count, you look at the, you know, people who have lived their lives and worked their tails off and this was their retirement and they had everything in those little houses and all that sort of stuff and all that sort of stuff gets blown away. And then you hear some of those people look into the camera and say, but I've got my family, I've got my spouse, you know, I've got my dog, I heard one person say, and, uh, and I would just want to bless God, I want to thank God. And so, you know, in this wrestling, in these storm seasons, in this adversity, hardship, it's amazing, you know, when it all burns away what it reveals in some of us. And that's not to trivialize uh, you know, the suffering, that's not to trivialize the hardship, the death, the loss. I'm not trivializing that at all, but I'm saying intention with that, intention with that is, you know, as scripture says, you know, things get burned away and, uh, you know, what is true remains. And, and what is true for so many people is, is that I had all the stuff and we had all the life and we had all of that and we were going our way. And then all of a sudden this thing came washing ashore and, uh, and God is still God. And that's an extraordinary thing to be able to say in your body, with your mind and heart. And what does that set loose in the world? I, I saw a, uh, a group of, uh, over the news, I saw a group of college kids from Oklahoma just got in a car, just some, just some kids just got in a car and headed towards Fort Myers to do, you know, with no special training, no nothing, just to move debris off of people's houses, out of people's houses, and just to be there as a support. I mean, my God, you know, if we could do more of that as a nation, and if we didn't have to wait until hurricanes came, uh, where would we be? You know, if we could wrestle with our worst impulses and our worst angels and let our better angels prevail, you know, not only in the face of storms, but always, my God, wouldn't we please God? Thank God. (laughs) Joseph, thanks so much for your wisdom. And thank you listeners to listening to four people. You can follow us on Instagram and Facebook at Bishop Rob Wright. Please subscribe, leave a review, and we'll be back with you next week.